everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, DVTPFL. It's Wednesday. It is February 19th. It is 2020, and we have a six-game hockey slate to talk about here on today's slate. I am joined by my good buddy, one of our hockey guys here at Rotor Grinders. I'm going to mess up his last name because I totally forgot to ask him before we started. Um, Taylor Azell? That's that's pretty good. It's more of a hard E, so like Ezel, but you know. I was close. I'll, I'll take it. I didn't yeah, mess it up last time because I asked you pre-show. You, well, and you nailed it even on the guess, so you, you flip-flop, but I'll, it, it's better that than like Ezel or Ezeli or so. I'll, I'll take it. Well, we talked, you know, before NBA started up, you know, we talked some hockey on the show. You know, you gave out some winners. Um, was happy to have you on. You crushed that night, so – no, no, like, um, expectation, but there is a little expectation of, like, you, you know, you have to do better than the first time, right? Yeah, I'm hoping uh, that I can get that podcast bump again because uh, that was a, a good night and the rest of the year has been kind of meh. So I'm, I'm hoping being on here, not only can we give out some, some winners for other people, hopefully I can uh, make a little coin myself tomorrow night. There you go. So no pressure at all. Uh, we're going to have some fun here. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to Rotor Grinders. Check out the NHL Premium. There's a ton of stuff going on. Um, it's part of the core premium. So if like you have NBA Premium, if you have M- NBA um, NBA, if you have like hockey, you know you get all that stuff. NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, XFL. So like if you're even if like a PGA guy, um, Taylor dabbles in PGA too. So. Um, you know, you not, can check not out, well, but yeah, I try. <laughs> <laughs> you can check out the, the premium stuff. There's a ton of stuff for hockey over there. So, um, Hey, I'm sure a lot of people is, is playing hockey and, you know, we're seeing bigger tournaments over there on DraftKings for the all-star break last day of the all-star break. So really probably the last day these NHL contests stay this big, but there's a $10, 200k, 50k to first over there on DraftKings. Plus they got their world championship qualifier with only three seats left you can go hang out in nashville um go best city in the world yeah Yeah, come to my my hometown there you go rotor grinders uh, hq um a lot of stuff and a lot of great stuff in nashville nashville hot chicken like martin's barbecue there's you know biscuit love oh yeah i I, I dabbled in biscuit love when i was up there (laughs) last time and i've been missing it ever since um did not miss the hour wait that we had to wait to get in there but yeah, I've been um, I've been twice, and both times I decided it wasn't worth the wait. So even though I'm a a local, I haven't managed to uh, to navigate that line yet. But it is on my bucket list. You gotta you gotta get it done, man. That place is awesome. Get some <laughs> I don't, bonus. I don't, yeah, I don't like waiting. So uh, especially <laughs> you gotta, especially with you gotta the get up one. early then, right? Like yeah, you gotta get up yeah. early. That's probably the play. <laughs> All right, let's get into some hockey talk here. Like I said, we got a six-game slate. We start with the New York Rangers, Chicago Blackhawks. I'm not even going to try to you know act like I know anything. Um, Taylor, what are we looking at here for the Rangers? Yeah, so the, the Rangers have been a, a bit of a surprise this year. They were expected to be more of a rebuilding team, but they, they've actually been pretty good uh, both in reality and fantasy. And this game projects to be probably the the highest tempo of the night. Uh, these teams rank in the the bottom two in shots allowed per game, so it should be a very high event game, which is obviously something that we want to target for fantasy. Um, so specifically on the Rangers, 
so they've got two solid top lines and then a pretty big drop off from there. So the, the number one line of, of Kreider, Zibanejad, and Buchnevich is probably the, uh, the preferred line and the one that offers the most upside, but it'll also have pretty high ownership. Um, so the second line of Strom, Panarin, and, and Fast will be lower owned and I think is also a, a de- decent pivot if you're wanting to, to get away from the ownership. And then one other option is to to stack power play one, which is a combination of the two. So that would be Kreider, Zibanejad, Strom, and Panarin. So people don't generally uh, look to target, especially casual players, power play lines because they don't really understand the you know kind of how that works. So that would be a good opportunity to get some leverage on the field um, and you know go a little bit off the off the beaten path with the the power play stack. Yeah. So like if I'm if I'm not like, I, I don't know anything about hockey. I'm not sitting here trying to act like I do. But if I was going to stack a team, it'd probably be the Rangers. Like, this game, they have the biggest total or biggest – like, they're the biggest favorite on the slate. Their over has a lot of sharp money with the highest over. So, like, if I'm looking at, like, just Vegas odds, like, I'm looking at the Rangers, um, does that, like, translate into, like, ownership being pretty high here? Yeah, it should. I mean, a lot of casual players will simply go look at the the Vegas odds and then look at the top line or two and just throw those in. So uh, especially on a six game slate, I would expect to see pretty high ownership on, you know, both the the Rangers and the the Blackhawks in this game. So uh, I I don't think it's going to be so high that you have to stay away. But uh, I do think people will flock to here just due to the Vegas line. All right. Um, so, hey, let's stack the power play um, unit, like Taylor said. And the the interesting thing thing that I'm looking at here with like the power play line is like you could stack all four guys from the first power play and get exposure to both one and right. two lines. Like it's crazy, right? And, and and I think that's probably the play because both line one and line two at even strength have kind of a throw-in guy in Buchnevich and Fast who don't offer a, a ton of offensive potential. So you're basically getting rid of them and just getting the the four players with the highest upside. All right, let's talk Chicago Blackhawks. Um, you, you're kind of thinking that they're going to be a little popular here as well. Um, what do you like on the Blackhawks side? Yeah, it's fairly similar um, as far as, you know, what we're targeting. So the the, the top lines, uh, it's the usual suspects if you're familiar with the, the Blackhawks. So Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane are your preferred targets here. They've been around for a long time and are still fantasy relevant. I think Patrick Kane could be, you know, one of the top three or four highest home players on the slate, but for good reason. I mean, he puts the the puck on net, he logs a ton of ice time for a forward, and I think he should be a staple in, in cash game lineups and also, you know, as a, as a tournament pivot – or a tournament target, excuse me. And then another guy, his name is Dominic Kubalik, and I looked up how to pronounce that beforehand to make sure I didn't butcher it. But he plays with Taze uh, at even strength, and he also plays on power play one, and he's only 4,800 on DraftKings. So while Kane is expensive, uh, pairing him with Kubalik – for a power play stack um, helps provide some some nice savings and then the one other guy that I'll throw out so Eric Gustafson plays on power play one he's a he's a defenseman who's been pretty disappointing lately but that has corresponded to a a pretty significant price drop and he's now just 3600 so for a team with such a high total getting a guy on power play one for 3600 I mean that's that's tough to beat but I, I do expect him to be quite popular Again, um, I'm already starting to see like a stack here that's going to be really popular. So um, let's move on. We got Arizona at Dallas. The Coyotes and the Stars, um, you know, 
What are we looking at here on the Coyotes side? So this game would be the polar Coyotes. opposite. Yeah, this would be the, the the opposite of the first one in that it's more of a stay away for me. On a on a six game slate, it's difficult to completely eliminate games, but this is one that's that's pretty close. So while the other had a six and a half over under, this one has a five over under, which in today's NHL is extremely rare. You you pretty much always see five and a half to six and a half for most games. So for the Coyotes, I don't have a ton of interest. They're on the road at Dallas, who is probably a top three defensive team. So I I will pretty much be crossing the Coyotes off of my list. If you if you wanted to throw in their their top line of Taylor Hall, Christian Dvorak, and Connor Garland, I'm not going to fault that, but I'm, I'm not sure that it's worth the risk because they could easily get shut out in this game. All right, well, we're looking at, you know, the lowest over-under on the slates. Um, do you like the Dallas goalie here? I do, and I think he'll be um, – very popular. He He's probably not as safe for cash games as you would normally expect to see, but on this slate, there really isn't anyone that just screams safety from a goalie perspective. So I think Ben Bishop, assuming he starts, um, you know, he's the highest price goalie. He probably provides as, as much safety as there is. I mean, the the Stars are only a 160 favorite, so it's not a guaranteed win by any means, but I think you feel pretty comfortable rolling out Ben Bishop at goalie. All right. Yeah, I'm seeing all kinds of different lines here for them. Um, but all right. Um, no, nothing else. Like, is there anything that's kind of yeah, so, so? So on the Dallas side, uh, I think the guy that interests me the most is Joe Pavelski. So he's he was brought over in the off season. Well, it may have been two years ago. Now that I'm thinking about it. It all it all runs together. But anyways, he's he's been okay. But he's starting to heat up, and his price point hasn't quite caught up. So he's forty five hundred. And he centers the second line, but also plays on power play one. So Tyler Sagan is 7,000 um, and is on the, the first line center. But I think I'd rather have the $2,500 savings and drop down to, to Joe Pavelski. So while I won't be targeting the stars heavily, I think that um, Pavelski is probably where I would go. One other thing to look out for. So Alexander Radulov is a forward for the stars and he is currently a game time decision. So. I'm probably not that interested regardless. It may open up a little bit of value if he does miss, uh, but just something to to monitor as it gets closer to uh, to lineup lock. All right. Uh, we got Boston and Edmonton going at it here. Um, looks like Boston, a little bit of a favorite here. Um, did I – was Chicago favorite? Did I read it backwards? You did, and I just decided not to correct you. Um, okay. I'm, I'm nice like that. Yeah, I, I have Chicago as a slight favorite in that game. Uh, I think I think the line I, totally, I was showing Yeah, was, I read it. I read it wrong. So, yes. You you were right about the highest over-under, but Chicago uh, is favored uh, <laughs> just slightly. So, all, all good. All good. Uh, Boston Bruins, um, what do you like for them? So Boston is one of the the best real life teams in in the NHL, and then they also uh, sport one of the best first lines in the NHL. So it really starts and ends with Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak. The problem is they are by far the most expensive, and are going to take up a huge chunk of your salary. So I'm curious to see what ownership will be. I do not think it will be as high as it probably should be on a six game slate just because, you know, a lot of people aren't going to want to spend so much of their salary on one line, which ends up playing a bunch of people that they've never heard of. So all of that to say, 
I love Boston one. Any given slate, they have the ability to completely break it open with, you know, three or four goals. And if you don't have that line, you know, your your currently winnings are not going to be pretty. So um, that's probably the target for Boston. Their depth is is decent in real life, but from a fantasy perspective, there's probably not a, a whole lot else I would target. The the one other player that I'll mention is Tory Krug, who's their defenseman. And He's on the power play, and he's not someone that I normally like to target because he doesn't shoot the puck enough. But then as I was doing some research, it looks like that's changed lately, and he's been averaging over five shots a game over his last four games. So he appears to be um, you know, putting the puck on net more frequently, which is huge, especially on DraftKings, because they have a, a five-plus shots bonus, um, which is always nice. All right. Um, anything here for the Oilers? Yeah, this I'm probably the most torn on the Oilers of all the teams on the slate. Uh, I generally like playing them at home when they get to to mix and match the lines and kind of choose their matchups. Uh, the the big news for them is Connor McDavid, who's arguably you know, if not the best, one of the top two or three players in the AHL. So he's been out for several games, and in his absence, Leon Drysital has you know, to put it simply, he's been going nuts in his absence. And so I'm not going to say this is a, you know, Westbrook without Durant territory from a few years ago, but at the same time, I mean, his usage and ice time and his production since McDavid's been out, has been off the charts. So the matchup is extremely tough against the, the Bruins. I mean, they're one of the best defensive teams. So I would proceed with caution, but, um, you know, he's been extremely hot lately and he's definitely worth a look. Unfortunately, his his price tag has come up, so you're going to pay for him. But I do expect to see pretty pretty low ownership for him just due to the matchup. Yeah, over 23 fantasy points in four of the last five games. Look at me. Look at um, that. Did you pull that up on the fly, or did you? I did uh, pull that up on the fly. Like, like that's yeah, what that's what you do when you're like a host. Like you you know <laughs> you you look for the good stuff. Um. So yeah. One one hey, other look- quick. Okay. Low ownership over 20 fantasy points in four or five games. Um, I'm in. I don't care about the matchup. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely a worthwhile um, pivot. And then one other thing to note. So Oscar Clefbaum, who is their normal uh, kind of lead defenseman, uh, just got put on IR. I don't know exactly what the injury was, but that's going to leave a void on their defense. Um, so you can look at that two ways. One, probably target Boston a little bit more heavily because he was one of their better defensemen. but at the same time, it'll open up power play time, who, and that'll probably be filled by Darnell Nurse, um, who is normally a stay-at-home defenseman, a little bit more defensive-minded, but in that role, he'll be asked to shoot the puck and, and play in the power play. So Darnell Nurse is one of my favorite um, value targets a defenseman, despite the tough matchup. Because Larson plays a ton of ice time, doesn't he? But like, just does but nothing. He's, yeah, he's he just kind of stands there. You're you're hoping one of the one of the funniest things about NHL DFS is that you're hoping for block shots. So when you're watching the game, you're just hoping that dudes get tagged. So you pick up the <laughs> one point three points, and then on on DraftKings this year they added the three shot bonus, or excuse me, three block shot bonus. So you're really hoping when they have two. You're just hoping that they get clocked with the puck uh, so you can pick up that bonus. But, but yeah, Larson will still log a ton of ice time, but he's, he's not going to be very productive with it. 
Life today is kind of a lot. It forces us to always be on, but every now and then it's important to just stop, crack open a mountain cold Coors Light and chill. So when you choose to turn off, choose the one beer that's made to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. These days, everything is go, go, go. Nonstop hustle has taken over and it's kind of a lot. There's work, there's friends, there's family, a million pressing social issues and expectation to be on all the time. If the pace of things is wearing you down, take a moment, pause, refresh yourself. You need a moment to turn off for a little bit. Hey, kind of like maybe watching some hockey. (laughs) Um, You know, hey, we got some DFS hockey going on, so maybe it's time that you can drink some Coors Light, watch some hockey, you know, obviously make sure you're over 21 if you're doing that, Um, you know, play some DFS here. So, yeah, when you choose to turn off, reach for the one beer that's made to chill. Coors Light is brewed with a three-step cold process, cold lager, cold filtered, and cold packaged, so it's actually made to chill. The mountains on Coors Light, cold-activated bottles and cans turn blue when chilled to perfection. Born in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado in 1978, Coors Light refreshing crisps in only 102 calories. That's why Coors Light is the one I choose when I need a moment to chill, so when you want to reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Remember, celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Let's move on. We got the Panthers and the Ducks. Florida Panthers, um, I know they're a team that score a lot, right? Like, Yes. So they are definitely one of those teams that is better in fantasy than for real life. They score a lot. They give up a lot of goals, but we don't really care about that for, for fantasy. So – they will be near the top of my list for, for targets. The, the only concern, so they've been shuffling their lines up a bit, which has seemed to be a theme uh, at this point in the season. So, unfortunately, they don't have their, their top line loaded up to where it correlates with the power play very well. So, similar to like what, what we were talking about earlier with the Rangers, uh, to avoid some of the noise, I think you can just disregard some of the even strength stacks and just go with a, a power play stack. So, that would be Huberto, Barkov, Dadnoff and Hoffman and I'll say that these the, the first three on that list are, are near and dear to my heart because they were who uh, helped me take down the fantasy hockey final two years ago so I will always have a soft spot in my heart you know how that is when, when people win you money you never forget about it uh, but I, I do think they're a great target tonight uh, even though they're on the road at Anaheim uh so talk about anaheim is are they like a good team or, you know i always think mighty ducks like and they're like the best team in the world so like <laughs> unfortunately know. they are the not so mighty ducks these days um i don't i don't know well, the, what's the fun in that like I you know, know. I, think I think mighty they, ducks i think mighty ducks yeah i'm pulling up the standings here just to confirm that i'm not <laughs> yeah they're they're as bad as advertised uh second to last in the in the pacific so uh and unlike the Panthers they're not that exciting either so they're they're they have the jumbled lines like Florida but unlike the the Panthers they don't really have a great power play to target at this point the only thing I'll point out uh, they are cheap on on DraftKings so I could see them being a a target to pair with you know a Boston one or another line that we're going to talk about here I believe in the next game um, so I think they are worth looking at it's it's gross it's one of those uh, uh, what does blender say vomit stacks as he calls it that, that's probably a, a decent way to to quantify what Anaheim would be so anything on their first two lines or power play you throw it in you hope that they get a cheap goal 
and a lot of this is banking on the fact that that Florida, uh, like I said, their defense has been pretty lousy. Their goaltending hasn't been good. So it's it's not out of the question. You, you don't feel good about it. But if you're looking to save, you know, I think Anaheim is a decent target. All right. Like you said, we're going to move on. We got um, the New York Islanders, Colorado Avalanche. Hey, you know there's Coors Light in Colorado? You know, that's where it's brewed for a refreshment. I have heard that, yeah. Um, let's talk Islanders. What do you like here for the Islanders? Yeah, so I'm not normally a big fan of of targeting teams in Denver. Uh, part of that's due to the, the altitude and just having to to adjust. I mean, hockey's a, a grueling game, and so anytime you're you're at altitude, you're going to feel that. But also, the Avalanche are just a, a really good team. However, the the Islanders' first line, I, I'd written everything up about how I was probably going to fade them, and then I checked the pricing on DraftKings and saw that their number one line is extremely cheap tonight. And unlike some of the others that we've mentioned. They do correlate on the power play. So I think the the top line of, of Anders Lee, Matt Barzell, and Jordan Eberle, I think they're all priced around, you know, five to 6,000 for a group that's going to log 20 minutes, get plenty of power play time. Um, I, I think they're a, a worthy target, even though it's not something I generally try to do, you know, with, with road teams in Colorado. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm all about some cheap stacks. Like, uh, you know, baseball, vomit stacks, like, uh, you know, you said vomit stacks and I got super excited because <laughs> baseball is like right around the I, corner. I so. am ready. Yeah, I'm ready for that. Um, and, and, and I think it, we're all ready for baseball seasons. I'm wearing a baseball shirt, like, you know, yeah. baseball season's right around the corner. Yep. And and unlike the, the Anaheim, I mean, this, this stack is actually pretty good. I mean, Matt Barzell's really good, Anders Lee and Jordan Eberle. So, uh, unlike the other, these players are actually good at the hockeys, which uh, is important. That's, what, you need two goals from them? One goal? Like, to win a tournament, you probably need two, right? Yeah, and, and they're capable of that. I mean, I'm, I'll pull up the, the game logs here, but but it's definitely, you know, in the, in the realm of possibility. I mean, looking at Barzell, you look a few games ago, he had three assists in that game, which meant that his line mates probably scored. So, Yes, they they can provide you the the upside that you would need to to take down a tournament. All right, taking down tournaments—that's what we like to do. Uh, Avalanche, what do you like here for Colorado? Yeah, so the big news and probably the the biggest news coming into this slate. So uh, Nathan McKinnon is their their stud, and along with Connor McDavid, who I was talking about earlier, is probably you know the best player in the NHL. But when his line mate, whose name is Miko Rantanen, uh, was lost the other night. I was actually watching the game, and it looked like potentially a broken collarbone. He he got tripped and slid into the boards. And anyways, so that creates a, a void on their top line. It looks like uh, Gabriel Landeskog's going to move up to that. He's played with McKinnon before. So all that to say, th- this top line of McKinnon, Landis- Landeskog, and Burakovsky which is probably the longest line names uh, in the NHL. I think that's probably 40 letters. But anyways, they are, are pound for pound my favorite stack of the night. And unlike the Boston one stack, they're not quite as expensive. So McKinnon's price is still up there, but Landis Gog and Burzkowski, their prices aren't quite as elevated as they probably should be given the amount of ice time that they're going to log tonight. So the Islanders – their defense isn't isn't bad by any means. The matchup isn't, you know, the absolute best. But at home, Colorado likes to push the tempo. 
these two players playing with McKinnon, they're going to get the elevated roles. So I think this is my preferred stack. And they should be extremely popular, but I, I think I'll probably eat the chalk here and try to diversify elsewhere. So I have a question. Like, um, is it Don School? Don Schooly? Don Scoy. Yeah, so he – because he's really he's really really cheap and like if you're doing that like maybe he like maybe picks up a little bit more usage on the second unit so i have tried so you know how in new girls where they say quit trying to make fetch happen so i've tried to make anything on colorado to happen all year long because you're right i mean there should be some some secondary production for some of these guys of you know don scores one that you mentioned jt comfer is another one they should be more productive than they are because they're not terrible players. But for whatever reason, most of their production seems to funnel to, you know, to the first line and to the power play. Now, I will say if, if somehow Don Scoy, if it were to be announced that he was on power play one, which right now he is not, then I think that he would be a good one-off or someone to include as a power play stack. But I like where your head's at, and I think it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility that, you know, Colorado's second line could throw in a goal or two it's just – it's something that throughout the year has not worked out as often as it probably should. Listen, you know me. I'm just thinking baseball. Um, who, yeah. who oh, can it's, I, a, it's a good who, idea. Who's, my, a lot of who's my, my cheap hitter to include as my four-man stack? Like, we, we could do four-man in hockey, can't we? I'm pretty sure, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. So, the only rule for hockey is you have to have at least three different teams. So, it's similar to baseball in that way. But you could do, you know, 5-3-1, I believe is what you could do, or 5-3-2, whatever, however many spots there are. So, yes, that is – and let me let me pull up real quick before we move on and see who they currently have on the the power play because uh, it it could actually be Don Skoy. No, it is not. So it is Valerie Nechushkinen. So if you were looking for a one off right now, that's it. so he's thirty nine hundred on DraftKings. I would give him priority over Don Skoy uh, if you're if you're looking for a, a cheap punt. All right. Thirty nine hundred is cheaper than forty one hundred. Like you know, I'm all for it. Let's let's do it. So, like all right, last game on the slate: uh, Minnesota Wild, Van Vancouver Canucks. Um, what do you like here for the Wild? Not a ton, and I feel like I've said that too often tonight. It's, it's a little bit of a gross slate, if I'm being honest. Uh, if I if I had to target one, it would probably be their top line of Parise, Stahl, and Fiala. This group's gone from underpriced two or three weeks ago. They went on a hot streak. They were way overpriced, and now their price has settled back down to probably where it should be. However, you know, these, these three do correlate on, on power play as well, which is always nice. And I, I think they're a secondary target. If you're, if you're making, you know, 10 or 15 lineups, you may throw them in one or two. Uh, the, the Canucks on defense are – about league average so it's nothing to be afraid of um but other than that probably probably not a ton of of interest i have in the wild they're not wild is what you're saying <laughs> that is correct they are uh they're very mediocre uh both on offense and defense all right uh finish us out here with vancouver um what do you like in here I like Vancouver a good bit. So the, the trade deadline is coming up soon. And, and one of the big acquisitions thus far is that they acquired uh, Tyler Toffoli from the Los Angeles Kings. And so as of now, it's it's kind of being speculated that he'll slide into a line with Elias Pettersson and JT Miller, which is a very favorable lineup spot. And he's also targeted to be on power play one. So he's 4,700 on DraftKings. 
which is it's really that's that's his price as if he were playing with the Kings, who are not nearly as good as as Vancouver. So I think that he's underpriced by probably a thousand. And I do expect him to be popular, um, one of the highest owned players on the slate. But um, you know, I think that's for good reason. He's a he's a solid target. He's underpriced, and he'll be looking to uh, to impress his his new teammates as well. Uh, do you think Markstrom is going to be popular as the goalie here, um, especially after putting up a monster game against um, the Blackhawks? I do, and especially at, at home. He's a, he's a decent favorite. Uh, as I mentioned with the Wild, they're just kind of blah, so there's nothing really to fear there. He, I wouldn't say he's safe by any means, but like I mentioned earlier, there aren't a ton of safe options. So, yes, he, he would be in my top two or three options at goalie. Uh, you do expect to get a win with Vancouver being at home. So I, th- I think he's a, a solid target. All right. I like doing this. I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, give me a guy you have that's going to score a goal today. Oh, goodness. I forgot about this stupid game. You're right, so not... welcome. <laughs> like, you were so last... nice. You were so nice to come on, talk some hockey. And here I am, you know, putting you on the spot. You know, I'm, I'm trying to buy you some time right now. But you, you um, are. You're doing a great job, and I'm, I'm scrolling right now. Uh, let's. You know, let's, do you want to know who I thought you were gonna say? Like Insta Snap. Who? I, I thought you were gonna Insta Snap like Nathan McKinnon. No, it, well, and that's the thing. Normally, when we play this, I, I go away from the chalks. So yeah, I mean that. If, if we're going super chalky, it would be either Patrick Kane or, or Nathan McKinnon, but I'm not going to do that. I'm actually going to say the new kid that we were just talking about will go Tyler Toffoli. I think he, I think he gets it done trying to, trying to show out for his teammates. All right. Um, let's see. Let's give me, give me somebody that's going to put five shots on goal. Five shots on goal. Let's go with. All right. Kyler Yamamoto. There's a name for you. So he, he plays for Edmonton. He's on a line with, with Dreisaitl, who I was talking about before. And uh, he's been getting a lot of ice time lately. I'm looking. <laughs> Apparently, I just pulled up his game log, and he hasn't had five shots on goal at any point in the last 10 games. So I'm hoping that this is the, the first time that he does that. <laughs> yeah, he's had a couple four in there recently. No, like, I mean, his role has definitely changed. I mean, you can see the ice time has gone up from, you know, 13 to 15 minutes to logging 20 plus minutes a game lately. Listen, if people play him and he scores a goal or gets some points here, then nobody's going to be mad. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Yamamoto. All right, I'm going to give out my my value play of the slate um, from everything. And I, again, know nothing about hockey. I've been listening <laughs> to Taylor. But I'm going to go all the way back to one of the first games we talked about. Dallas Stars, he's on like the third or fourth line. Is it Pavelski? Pavelski? Hey, I talked about him. Joe Pavelski. Yeah, he was, he was I know, but I you, you gave out a lot of guys. Yeah. I no, use him. I'm using that's, that's my That's my value play of the day. Like, when you're looking Solid. at it, he has double-digit fantasy points in seven straight games, 4,500. Yes, and, and he has the pedigree, and I'm not saying that that's everything, but it doesn't seem like it's a flash in the pan for him. I mean, he, yes, he had a terrible start to the year, but he has a long history of producing in the NHL. So I think there's reason to believe that this will continue and he'll continue to score points. So astute analysis by you and an excellent value uh, selection. Listen, I took everything that you said a long time ago – Put it in the memory bank. 
built a team as we were going and he fit. So <laughs> like that, that's what you do. Right. Yep. Um, and Perfect. like, you know, if I take down a tournament or something, like I'm just going to ship you some Venmo or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I love that. The, the All right. Thing, I'll, I'll no. throw out one more thing real quick. So, so I mentioned the, the trade deadline a little bit earlier. Just, just keep that in mind. If you're, if you're playing for the first time, you don't have to, it's not like NHL where you have to look for late last minute scratches. Those are very infrequent, but do sort of keep your ear to the ground. Just make sure that there's no trades going on that might involve your players. So it's highly unlikely, but just something to throw out. I don't want you to have somebody get scratched because they're being traded, something like that. So Twitter, Twitter will let you know if, if that's going on so you don't have to dig too hard, but just want to mention that for casual players that are, that are looking to play. Well, yeah, if you're a part of the premium here as well, you have Discord. It'll definitely be talked about in Discord, so make sure you're checking that out. So Absolutely. Yeah, and like I said at the beginning, like if you are an NBA premium guy or gal, um, you know it's part of the package uh, premium here. So make sure you're checking that out. Appreciate Taylor joining us here today. That's gonna wrap it up for Wednesday. Grant and Kyle will get you guys back going for tomorrow's first NBA slate um, since the All Star break. I am taking my daughter to Disney for her birthday, so I will see you guys on Friday. Good luck in your hockey contests, and we'll see you then.